Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of The Real Couple. Uh, we are The Real Couple, I'm Dallas. And I'm Paige. And uh, if you have listened to our episode on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, you'll know that we had guests on the episode. Uh, we have my uh, sister Ariel with us. Uh, we had Ariel and Bennett with us on uh, Goblet of Fire, but this time we are talking about a movie that just the three of us saw together. Um, so yeah, Ariel, you're still with us. Uh, Hello. What movie are we talking about? We're going to talk about Wish. It's the Disney movie that came out just before Thanksgiving, their latest animated film. Mm-hmm. Um, which the animation alone... Do- Hold on. Before we get into this, okay. I would, you told the you told your audience that we saw it together. Mm-hmm. That is true, but we also took my three children with us. It this was not true. the three of us that went to the theater. We didn't fly to Texas and just be like, let's go see a movie without your husband, and that's it. Yeah, um, it wasn't. I mean, I'm sure the two of you would go see that. We would. On your own. But I feel yeah. like that's a little bit more normal for a couple to go see it than like <laughs> us as a trio to go see it alone. Yeah. So I just want to be clear. We took the children Yes. And they loved it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ever since I saw the first trailer, I was very intrigued by the animation in this because it's not quite just computer animated, but it's definitely not hand drawn, but it's, it's really pretty and interesting and unique. It feels very different from what we've seen recently come from Disney and especially from Pixar. Yeah. It almost feels like motion watercolor. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I didn't love the animation. I'm going to be honest. Really? <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It kind of... Like, there were certain parts that I enjoyed, and then others that I was like, that feels strange. And I don't know. I think that I like consistency. That's something about me. Um, and so I think the lack of consistency in the animation, hmm. where some of it looked very, like, normal Pixar or computer animated, it looked very um, modern, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then in the same scene, it would look hand-drawn or it would look like that hand-drawn with watercolor. And so I think the back and forth was just annoying to me. I liked that it was like crispier because I know in like a lot of recent Pixar films, everything just felt very rounded. You mean crisper? What did I say? Crispier. Crispier. Oh, yes. (laughs) Like your chicken. (laughs) Yes. Crisper. Crisper. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's um, late. It's fun. <laughs> you can edit this out if you need to. Um, but like the last couple of years, I, I feel like there are just certain movies that uh, visually have an art style that makes them unique. Um, I'll never shut up about the Spider-Verse movies. Those have right, such an is... interesting look to mm-hmm, them. Yeah. Uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. People and who see, listen I don't to enjoy us. that style of animation. Really? Either. Yeah. Have you watched the new TMNT? No, because I don't like the animation stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not um, that's not the reason why I okay. haven't watched it. But it's it's a phenomenal movie. It um, is. It's really good. But then uh, the latest Puss in Boots wasn't yeah. just normal CGI. Um, I Del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was uh, a really good stop motion. Um, so yeah, I feel like Wish. See, and I enjoy the rounded like. Lilo and Stitch, Luca. I really enjoyed like those Moana. I know I'm kind of <laughs> the the fact that you said Lilo and Stitch like because I that's remember watching a drawn like hard lines. I know, around but characters. I remember watching a documentary a about it. Do you remember the same one that I'm talking about? Word for word, yes. <laughs> okay, where I they love literally that. said they're like 
the words that they used were something to the effect of Lilo and Stitch. Everything is like pulled down. Oh. So like the when you draw the legs, it's the calf muscle that has. Oh, interesting. That's where the it was like all their lines were really pulled down in their drawings. Hmm. The the thing I remember. So it kind of makes it look like bulbous down, like the bottom of everything. I remember hearing uh, one of the animators say that all of the items look like if you took a straw, shoved it in, and inflated it almost like a capri oh, sun and so like when you look at her camera it's not like a hard right yeah uh, it's like 90 degree angles camera it looks like it's like bursting yeah and so, so much it, of what they were in talking that, about how just, everything was just kind of bubbled yeah but the then guns kind of like, are all like yeah so no we didn't remember the same words for words <laughs> yeah um you were very confident that we did but if we had a pen sieve, yes. I wish we could go it back be, and be it's like, probably this. what documentary or interview? That movie the... came out in what, 98? And we're like, we were watching documentaries about this one. Yeah. Like... Anyways, my point being, I like that rounded look mm-hmm. of Lilo and Stitch. I know that one's hand-drawn. Luca, I just watched recently, so that's why that one popped up. Okay. Um, but Moana also has that very rounded. Like turning red. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I kind of enjoy that. I do too, but I feel like recently that's been all yeah. of it. Yeah, everything goes for a like photorealistic CGI type look. And maybe not photorealistic, but like I feel like if you put um, like Up, How to Train Your Dragon, um, Incredibles, um, and a couple other of those styles, other than character design being a bit different, their hair all looks the same the it's probably kind of a rounded chin um and you're you're wanting your textures to look really good and then you get something like uh tmnt or um or spider-verse or wish and just every single frame has that a unique style to it. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to go back to their roots mm-hmm. with which the I, animation. Which English. I think this whole movie, it's, you know, the Centennial, the Disney 100, the... It's their we, anniversary movie. Yeah, we can get to the credits later, but... Oh, um, we'll get there. I think if we want to kind of dive into the movie mm-hmm. and things that have felt very the same and wanting to have diversity, this <laughs> movie does a great job of that without... But it just feels like natural diversity without it feeling like, hey, hey did you did you see our diversity? Mm-hmm. Did you see how much? Mm-hmm. Did you see all the different things we did? Um, and I think before we like dive fully into it, yeah, we all three enjoyed this movie. Yes. Yeah, I was we very happy. We came out with it. very happy. I don't, it so, is not reviewing well overall. Yeah, Dallas, um, you said that you. Um, I can't remember what you said, but you said something about liking. Like, you, you were intrigued from the first trailer. That's what you said. And so I think that I was... I probably saw the trailer like, okay, we'll watch that when it's streaming. That was kind of my mentality. Okay. Like, All right, another movie, mm-hmm. we'll watch it when it's streaming. Um, and then the more I saw... Or I think I saw a trailer like a month ago, and I was like, oh, that, that actually looks really good. We should go see it while you guys are visiting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what spurred me to go see it. And I don't know if I just had low expectations or if it was really great but i was i honestly really liked it same I and would, i think for me loved it. seeing the trailers beforehand 
I had seen multiple trailers and I honestly like couldn't really tell you what the movie was about. Yeah, that's very true. I like, didn't really know what it was about. The did not but... give us a good like peek into what we were going to see, I felt like. And so I went in with fairly low expectations or no expectations. So I think that's another thing that helped me like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not reviewing well overall. A lot of people are saying that it's like a, it feels like chat GPT wrote it. Um, we are not on the hater sad. bandwagon. We, yeah. we enjoyed it and we think it's worth the watch. Yeah. To kind of oppose a little of what Ariel said, um, I did think that the animation was really interesting but I saw the trailer for this a while ago and then I kept seeing that trailer over and over and over again. And by the end of the trailer, yeah, like you're saying, I didn't know what the movie was about. And there are certain movies like I always point at uh, Christopher Nolan movies and like Avengers Endgame. Those trailers didn't tell you what the movie was about on purpose to like keep you yeah. interested. Yeah. Whereas with Wish, it felt like a movie where the trailer should at least let me know what to expect. And I didn't. And so I went in very worried, very apprehensive, and with very low expectations. So one thing that I think we should let your audience know is that um, Dallas and Paige obviously see a million movies a month. And Ariel does not. <laughs> well, you are well-versed in Ariel the filmography of Disney. Humans. Right. And, but... To be honest, seeing a movie in the theater is not something that... You give priority to. Right. Yeah. Like, well, take... you're not really in a season of life that you can't make yeah, it a but... priority either. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. before we had kids, when Bennett and I were dating, we would go to the movies a lot, and that was fun. But I'm also... And that also... happens to plenty of people. Yeah, but yeah. I'm also not the person that's like, I have to be there opening night, I have to see every movie. And like Paige said, in my current season of life, it is a lot of... I'm not taking them to the theater. We will, it, and movie um, distribution has changed from when we were kids growing up to you got to see this in the theater or you're not going to see it for a year mm-hmm. to it's in the theater. Oh, is it still in the theater? Nope. It's already on streaming. That's yeah. really changed. And it's easier to just watch something on streaming with my kids than to take everyone to the theater Yeah. Mm-hmm. or to get a babysitter so that Bennett and I can go to the theater. Mm-hmm. So I, all that to say, I do not see a lot of movies in the theater. I think we joked that when I was pregnant with our first, we went and saw whichever Star Wars, I think it was the first of the last trilogy of Star Wars movies. I forget the name. But so it would have been January or December of 2015. Okay. Whatever that Star Wars movie was, Dallas Go. Do you want me to say it's it's Force Awakens? Okay. So seven. we went to see Force Awakens in the theater, and then I'm pretty sure the next movie that I saw in the theater was Top Gun Maverick. Wow. <laughs> Just to give you kind of an idea of I always forget it was that long. That's how long yeah. it was from when I literally once I had kids, I didn't go to the theater. Now, I know for me, there are movies that I have seen in theaters. And then I'll watch them again on TV or, you know, once I have them digitally or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, that was pretty much the same experience. And then there are other movies like 
um, a lot of Marvel movies. You know, there's there's big deal ones like Endgame, but even oh, yeah. the smaller ones like Marvels or something. You're if saying I, some are better to see in the theaters. Yeah, and I don't think I have that experience with anything. Okay, do you think you ever had a theater going experience where? Over the years, you look back and you're like, I am glad okay, so to I went be, and saw that on the big To be screen. fair, I saw Top Gun in theaters and I did not, I have not rewatched that okay. since theaters. So I don't know because, I mean, that theater was shaken. <laughs> like like excited audience or just loud sound? No, loud sound. Okay. <laughs> there were like 12 people in our theater. Okay. And, and yeah, there was for an old us, man behind us who kept talking. Opening night. Oh. Yeah, opening night. It's funny though. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about how I have not seen such a diverse audience as I have for Top Gun Maverick in a very long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, that really spanned generations. Like, this looks so good, and I'm really into Tom Cruise. And then you have like seventy year olds that are like, "We're getting another Top Gun. I'm there." Like, so I don't know to answer your question about theater going experience i don't know that there's ever been a movie for me that was like i wish i could see that one in theaters again Mm. my point of bringing up that i don't go see a lot of movies in theaters was that i didn't see a lot of trailers for wish oh i have not been going to the theater multiple times a month for months on end seeing multiple trailers for wish that's a good point the places that i saw the trailer for wish was probably like on youtube or something right? yeah it was like we don't even have cable so all mm-hmm. of our stuff is streaming stuff so yeah if it was something on youtube or a radio i think the the oh. one i heard most recently was actually a radio hmm. okay um commercial for it but so that all of that to say i didn't have as much um not overwhelmed but i wasn't quite as inundated with trailers for wish i think i saw the same trailer a handful of times okay yeah. Maybe I saw two different trailers. Um, I saw one trailer a ton, and then like yeah. three weeks ago, I, I finally c- saw a second, and that was the thing that I was like, "Oh, that yeah. had more plot in it." That actually, I know my kids me. have seen the trailer because they had some lines that they were saying before we went, so they had seen the t- and they were asking about it. Can we go see Wish? Can we go see Wish? And so, but it's not like we were seeing the same trailer over and over and over yeah. again. So that's why I was bringing up. Um, the fact that I don't go to a yeah. lot of movies. And that is a good point. There are so many movies that I hear about and I'm either like, I can't wait to see that or, oh my gosh, I just want it to finally hit theaters so I can stop watching that trailer, things like that. Um, but for, yeah, people who don't go to the theaters very often, I am intrigued. How do you find out Those about movies? Those of us that live under the rocks. Is it is it slamming your Facebook feed? Is it on after every every five youtube videos you try to watch or every hundred youtube videos you try to watch or every thousand like you've heard about it twice yeah. maybe you know like so uh, it was kind of it was kind of like a a background idea like gotcha. oh yeah okay. it really felt like oh disney's coming out with a movie cool we'll watch it when it's streaming when's it coming out and then i think i saw something that said oh it's coming out you know the week mm-hmm. of thanksgiving and i was like oh you guys will be here Oh, something to do with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, So that's really how it came about Mm -hmm. for us to go to the theater with you guys. So if you're wanting to see it, go in with low expectations and you'll be like us and you'll like it. Should we talk about the movie itself now that we've talked about the trailer? Yeah. Um, So, um, oh, one thing that you had mentioned a little bit is that uh, it's got a good 
sense of diversity. Diversity, yeah. And something that just occurred to me, Both they in... kind of build that into the exposition because this is a kingdom that people are traveling to from far and wide. So yeah. it's not like Brave or Mulan or something where it's like, yeah, we're it's in China. Not... We're still going to have a black girl though. Like it, that wouldn't yeah. work. So, and I think um, if you want to get really philosophical, there's diversity in the animation because it's not all one animation style you have the watercolor you have the hard lines you have the cgi look okay yeah yeah just thought yeah it um, is a, a marriage of multiple different yeah. it's not uniform yeah yes um but yeah we have a div- a diverse cast both in uh nationalities and in abilities, abilities which was really interesting to see and it was it was subtle, but it didn't feel like it was an afterthought. It felt like it was very... So, um, Asha is our main character, mm-hmm. and um, which she's actually mixed race. Mm-hmm. We, we find out that her... Can I spoil all these things? Yeah, yeah. go for it. So, we find out that um, her mom is alive in the movie, and her mom is black, and her dad has passed away, and he was white from the pictures that we see of him. So I think that is good for representation. Mm-hmm. It's going to because you know Tiana is black. Have we had anybody else? Moana. That's true. Um, yeah, she's Mo- Islander. Yeah. yeah. Mo- uh, so, but yeah, Mulan is obviously yes. Chinese. Um, but um, no, we haven't had any other like black yeah um but i think so yes raya so, that's true right yeah. so yeah we did had, you see raya raya sucked oh raya's asian though right yeah she seems darker asian okay like maybe filipino or something okay like filipino <laughs> okay um but i think this one is the so we have had representation across nationalities and mm-hmm. i think this is going to be cool for people who are mixed race to mm-hmm. see that they are also represented yeah mm-hmm. and also differently abled as well like yeah, one so of the main people she has a crutch and, right that's what i was um and so she also has glasses she does yeah and i liked that uh like you said it's there but it's not uh um, it feels natural yeah they like don't it, like point it out yeah there's never like a i'm just as capable as anyone else everyone's just like yeah like right. she, she has but a crutch with her because she needs a crutch and I think it's worth pointing out that she is like the main sidekick. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a group of friends for Asha, but her main friend and sidekick, her you know her top top dog. Yeah, her top person is this girl who has a crutch. So she's not like you know she's not down the line of the friend. Mm-hmm. She's not somebody who's like this background friend. She's the front runner of the friend group who has a crutch yeah it so it doesn't that's what i mean but it doesn't feel like an afterthought of like oh let's throw in somebody with a disability yeah it's let's make them a front runner she's got a crutch she's got glasses um something i loved about this movie is all there's of the a really short easter, person yeah yeah i loved all of the easter eggs and callbacks yes. to other mm-hmm. disney movies so and many. i need to watch this again to like find all of them because i, can't I was not picking up on them as early on as I should have been. I know you two growing yeah. up in the uh, five for Disney family. 
Um, what a reference. Um, yeah, you guys are a lot more well versed in Disney. But I know, I think Disney. he's probably more. He's probably better at that. Like, I wasn't looking for them. And then I saw that and I was like, oh. That's very much how I was, where I oh, was okay. just kind of watching and then We've something catched my eye. And then a second thing caught my eye and I was like, let's keep our eyes peeled then. Um, Cause yeah, uh, if we want to start just going through them, there's a, yeah, a moment out. where on the bad guy's desk, you see an apple, and there's like red dripping down the apple, and it's very much the the skull look of the Snow White apple. Um, I am blanking on the other stuff. Didn't you say so, that the friend group? Oh all yeah, correlated that, to the so Seven Dwarfs. I had no idea about that until I checked IMDb. And then it was kind of a, uh, oh, really? I guess I could see it. Um, so one of the main Easter, the the one that I saw that caught my attention was there's a point where Asha has to be stealthy. Mm-hmm. And so she's wearing, so normally she's just in her dress, but then she has to be stealthy. And so she's in this cloak. Yeah. And so it's tied at the neck and it has a hood. And as she was running through, I thought, oh, that looks a lot like the fairy godmother's outfit from Cinderella because her cloak is purplish with a pink tie and then there's um which dallas noticed that as well and then there's a callback to it at the end where they reference her as the fairy godmother godmother. yeah Yeah. and like they give her a wand that's just like an enchanted stick but then she breaks it and at the end they have to like rebuild it and refine it and then it's just like a straight wand and pretty much identical to the fairy godmother's wand and i took that not just as a reference, but I was suddenly wondering, is this movie going to end with it being revealed that Asha grows up to become the fairy godmother from Cinderella? Um, yeah. Like, does she... That's her origin story. Yeah. Well, and there was a not-so-subtle Easter egg of oh Peter gosh. Pan and Wendy. They were yeah. just, like, straight yeah. up there. Well, there's a wish. They show someone's wish, which wishes are in orbs, and when you look at them, you can kind of see, like, a little snippet of yeah. what that wish is. And one of the orbs has footage pulled straight from the original Peter Pan film. Um, like the For flying. Wendy, yeah. Wendy wants to fly. And um, so there's that, and then... They also mention uh, someone is hoping for a maid or... A perfect nanny for my children. Mm-hmm. And I... It felt like it was a reference and I couldn't place it. And after the movie, it was uh, Mary, Poppins. Mary Poppins. And as yeah. soon as it was said, I was like, duh, I should have picked up on that one. But then, yeah, at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, and this wish belongs to this guy. And it's a dude dressed all in green, red feather in his green cap... And they're like, and his name is Peter, and he wants to fly, and this girl wearing we blue. We think you two would be great together. Yeah, like, it, that one didn't really even feel like a reference. It feels like they just told us, like, Harry, or uh, Peter Pan will be in this movie. <laughs> Harry Potter Harry will Potter, be in yeah. this movie. Um, so yeah, there was that. Um, I'm, oh, the at the end of the movie, the book closes. Yeah, no, it was before the book closes. It's they show the castle of Rosa's. The, the town is Rosa's. They show it, the castle of Rosa's, and then a wishing star flies mm-hmm. over flies the castle, over. just like every 
Disney beginning. The Disney logo, yes. yeah. Back to when, you know, it was the blue screen with the white silhouetted castle mm-hmm. all the way up to that. It's that silhouette. And then, so that shows up, freeze frames, and then it says the end of the book closes. Oh, yeah. I really, really dug that. Well, and um, something we talked about after the movie, too, was that um, there wasn't necessarily like one good person that wins like asha's not mm-hmm. a princess that like right overcame the evil she's not a pri- she's yeah she's obviously our main character but she's not a princess she never becomes royalty no or you know anything close to it but yeah there the reprise at the end feels like it's a community of people saving the day mm-hmm. and i just loved that that it wasn't it wasn't just but they her. all kind of saved themselves like, mm-hmm. yeah they all realized the value in themselves in themselves but it was also came like together it was the collective of mm-hmm. let's all yeah yeah i that was there one of my favorite like things i a think savior character like there isn't a lot of yeah. other like disney movies yeah um, one thing that going into this, there was still had, an animal sidekick, though. Heck yes, yeah. there was. There was a goat. Um, so going into this, a complaint that I'd been seeing on TikTok that after having seen the movie, I can agree. Um, the like song that belongs to the villain is a good song, but it's a weak villain song. I agree. Especially because, like, on I TikTok, really like they the were, song, though. Com- they were uh, comparing it to, like, the villain from Hunchback. Oh, and my gosh. That's one of the most villainous songs. They're like, this is, and, like, Scar from. Yeah, Be Prepared uh, by Scar, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls by yeah, Ursula. They were pulling out, like, um, the Disney villains. Yeah. And they were like, this is the villain that Disney is capable of. Yeah, and, and it, even stuff it like. I feel like this one did definitely fall short of, like, mm-hmm true like villain status yeah even like uh, i've got friends on the other side by uh, from uh yeah uh princess Princess and the frog Frog. um they all feel like evil people who are hatching really evil plans and this one it's when we find out that this guy is pretty evil pretty self-centered and he's got schemes that he's hatching but the song is still just catchy, like, and not in a um, villainous way, but in a just, I want to I mean, re-listen to that sort of The four-year-old was... I was going to say, do not listen to this and think, this movie isn't scary, because my just-turned-four-year-old was still, you know, there was a point where he was like, I don't like this, it's scary. And so, if... but, but I was, it was... It was scary to him, but redeemable enough that I could say, no, no, like, mm-hmm. Asha's going to save the day. The good people always win. It's okay. And so he was never covering his eyes, but there was enough for him that he's like, this is not... Uh, this is a bad guy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he was feeling Like the wary. green eyes. Yeah, and... he didn't like it. And then... Do you think if tomorrow he saw for the first time, like, imagine he's never seen the movie yeah. before. I don't know if he actually has... But if we went tomorrow and saw Lion King on the big screen, would Scar freak him out? Yes. Okay. Scar is scary. Scar is, yeah. And so I'm I'm not trying to say... And I don't think he has seen <clears throat> that one. Okay. So or yeah, that's, has, that's another thing. Like, thing. Um, I I wouldn't say that like... No, this was scarier than most because 
your kid got scared. More of a um, it's it's a different kind of villain. I feel yeah. Because like. I would say it is interesting seeing a villain that starts out much better. He, he doesn't it, start it out perfect. It feels like this villain is more grounded in reality. Yeah, he gets like, corrupted. He's much more of like a politician. Mm, okay. Whereas like in the other Disney movies, it's like, oh, that's an evil person. It's kind of, yeah, I would say in other Disney movies, it's like um, like self-fulfilling prophecy or mm-hmm. what's the other term? But like they, like with Scar. He's the second born, so he's going to be evil. Or not that he's going to be evil, but he's never going to get the throne unless he takes the throne. And if he's going to take the throne, then that's going to make him evil. And he kind of plays into that, like, well, this is my lot in life. So mm-hmm. the people I'm evil. And even Ursula, it's like she doesn't live with the rest of the mer people. She's cast out, so she's already their enemy. So let's play. You know, she's going to feed into that villain. Um. You brought up Tiana's villain. Mm-hmm. and Facilier or something? Yeah. And he is already doing shady stuff. He's, he's working with voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> he's not the upstanding citizen. This is not a... Is, can I trust this guy or not? Yeah, we know <laughs> like, from the beginning he's, that he's we evil. Whereas... Um, um, it's not as big a twist as Frozen. Yes. When the one is, dude is like, how could anyone ever love you? That is a jaw-dropping moment in the first Frozen movie. So, yeah, I feel like this one is, he's the king, he's royal. Like Paige said, he's, he's more grounded. He becomes corrupt. Um, but it wasn't necessarily his, his lot in life to be the villain. Yeah. Yeah. He was susceptible to it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's like a good thing to teach young children. If Asha had never fought back, he would have just kept living his life. And it, yeah. it's and when Asha fights like... back on him that he's like, oh, now I need to change. Then he's like, I'm going to destroy that wish. And then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he delves into like the forbidden magic. Yes. Because she, okay. Because she wishes. And so he's trying to combat mm-hmm. that and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't so love we... that Chris Pine was a villain. I know. Because I, I love adore him. adore Chris Pine. Yeah. He is my favorite of the Chris's. Mine too. He's my hall pass Chris. Really? Wow. <laughs> Which um, I oftentimes find that to be even more interesting. Wait, when... pause. I want to ask Ariel, what is the movie of Chris Pines that like solidified? Okay, it's not Princess Diaries 2. <gasps> That's mine. I figured. But it's, <laughs> it's not Princess Diaries 2 because I don't remember that film. Oh, okay. Like, I just, I saw it once. It's forgettable to me. So it's more him, like, as an older. Did you ever see Unstoppable? Mm-hmm. With the train. The train. The train. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm so good at that. <laughs> Please edit that out where I'm just, like, moaning about Chris Pine. Um, Chris Pine, if you're listening to this, you we love you, but don't judge pass. us from this. <laughs> you are our whole pass. Come find Cr- us. Chris Pine, if, if you're listening to this, have you ever heard that women enjoy the appearance of your face is this news to you <laughs> sorry you can you can continue with what no you but uh, i i do really like chris pine um he's very charismatic i loved him as captain kirk i love him as the voice of spider-man in the spider in the first spider-verse movie um i love him in so many things i, yeah, I, I love is he your whole really? pass too no <laughs> no uh he's not the best of the chris's but he's there, there's really no bad Chris. Um, 
but there is a best. There okay. Is. Um, but with that <laughs> said, I do. I do really like when a movie casts a stereotypically lovable actor oh. as a villainous character. Um, I'm not going to give away the twist because I figure you haven't seen it, but uh, the first um, Knives Out movie. Oh. I wasn't seeing that coming because of who it was. Um, and kind of the same thing goes for Gray Man. Like, okay. he does such a good job with the villain role because that's not who he you plays. You trust a pretty face. Well, but no one is casting him as that. And so because of that, it surprises me. And because of that, it's impressive. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that they cast Chris Pine specifically as a villain because it's so interesting off the path for him, if that makes sense. Okay, I see your point. I don't agree with it, but I see it. Okay. We see your point, but you're wrong. Hey, everybody. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man... I love movies and TV shows and video games and comics so much, I sure wish I had more awesome toys and collectibles that I could decorate my home with. Well, guess what? I got you covered. There's a magical place called Blast from the Past. It's in Burbank, California, 3117 West Magnolia Boulevard to be exact. You're going to want to go in, pick out a bunch of stuff, make sure it's all awesome. You're going to take it to the front counter, you're going to pay for it, and boom! Now you own it. That shit's yours. Legally. Your wildest dreams have just come true. Congratulations. Now you may be thinking, but, 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 but what if I don't live in or near Burbank, California? Don't worry about that. The people over at Blast in the Past have thought of you people too. Do you have the internet? Of course you have the internet. You're a person, not some self-important anti-technology pro-magic like wizard or something. Remember how mean everybody was about Colin Creevy just running around with a normal-ass camera? And then it saved his life from a basilisk, so yeah. Lay off a of Colin Creevy. Anyways, go on the internet. Go to blastfromthepast.tv. Browse their website. See something you like? Buy it. They discovered how to harness the power of the U.S. postal system. They're good at it. They'll send you your awesome new toys, swag, etc. And once again, that's now yours. Legally. Spiritually. Metaphysically. Anyways, stop by Blast from the Past. Either in person or on the internet. It's what your soul's been craving. And, just to sweeten the deal even more, guys, you're not going to believe this. When I reached out to the fine, fine folks at Blast from the Past, guess what they said to me? They said, if a single one of you so much as goes into Blast from the Past and has the audacity to mention the real couple, guess what? They're walking away with a free magnet. Are you kidding me? As soon as they said it, I couldn't believe my ears. Okay, so they texted me. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe which, whichever lobe of my brain processes information. It's crazy, all right? Walk into Blast from the Past, mention the real couple, you're getting a free magnet. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Why aren't you already there? Get over there, kids. Get over there, adults. Get over there, preteens, teens, all the rest of you. Everybody, 
Go to Blast from the Past right now. Do it or else. Um, Alan Tudyk as the goat. Yes. I didn't think this was the greatest of the Alan Tudyk roles. Um, he was great, but there have been roles that I love what he does with the character. But we finally got a goat. We did finally get a goat. And the kid's favorite line from the whole movie <laughs> was said by the goat. Which one was it? It's when he goes to scratch up against the wall, but it's the door oh, that falls open. Yep. And he goes, oh, good job finding it. He goes, I didn't find it. My butt found it. Yeah. And it said butt. And my kids thought it was so mm-hmm. funny. He also they has are all the, under the age of 10. Yeah. Everyone's jumping out of the boat. And as he jumps, okay, he goes, so this is what I, I was, cannot swim. That's what I was going to say. But the, so the funny thing about that part was he, yeah. So he goes to jump out of the boat, leaps out and then says, I cannot swim. And then falls in the water. So I found that to be so funny. Mm-hmm. So I started laughing and it wasn't until after I laughed that then my kids all laughed. Yeah. And then they thought it was funny, which just made me laugh harder mm-hmm. because it, to them it was like, oh, we're supposed to laugh at this. Yeah. Um, you know, it was pretty magical seeing this movie with three young kids. Was it? I was wondering, how was your viewing experience? Because you guys loved it. don't go to movies with kids. There was at least one moment where uh, one of your kids was starting to get real nervous. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of had to talk up what was happening. Four year old. Yeah. And he really got into it. The whole like, they're going to save the day. And, and you could, he knew he still needed to be quiet, but he mm-hmm. was responding with like, oh. <gasps> They're gonna save the day, and that really was fun. That was um, that was kind of a magical moment. For I've me never too. It was like being to... able to take him away from the fear to the excitement again. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten to experience Disneyland with them. I've never mm-hmm. been to a Disney park with them and gotten to see like the the magic, the magic of Disney, of Disney. Uh, reflected in the eyes of um, my niece and nephews. And so I feel like this movie it allowed, gave us a glimpse. allowed me true. to see some small bit of Disney magic reflected in their eyes, um, which was cool. Um, so no, it was definitely fun to to take them in to see it because I think this is probably only their third movie in theaters. So this is something I don't think I've really said yet, just because it hasn't come up. I was very impressed with your kids. Like, finding out or going into it with that thought in the back of my head that, like, they haven't gone to theaters very often. And Paige and I... I think I lowered your expectations on that, too. they're just young kids. So, it's like, are they going to be able to sit through a movie? Granted, this movie's only an hour and a half long. Yeah. But I I lowered your expectations when I said, uh, this will not be a prime viewing experience. They might... (laughs) But um, there are... Paige and I are really into theater etiquette and stuff like that and there have been plenty of times we've gone to the movies and kids are not old enough yet or their parents haven't didn't even take a second to go just so you know we're quiet in here and so when they start making noise the parents are just like "Eh." as long as it's entertaining my kid for a couple hours and so the fact that you did have that okay we got to be quiet once the movie starts when it's funny we can laugh when it's you know we can respond to the movie, yeah. react to the movie, but overall we need to be quiet. They did far better than a lot of kids I've seen. They did. Well, thank so you. So I was very um, happy to see that. 
So much so that, um, not to say you need to spend movie money on more movie tickets, but I feel like, um, of the people who don't go to the movies because their kids are difficult, uh, you could easily feel far more comfortable and confident if the right movie comes along. Well, thank you. Not, not to be like, there's a Hunger Games in theaters right now. Don't like, take them, Don't just take but them to see anything. But it was also anything. fun with them because, like, after it, they were like, that was the best, best movie, movie ever. ever. Yeah. And, like, to be fair, there were four other people in our theater with us. True. And I feel like <laughs> your kids were... There were six of us and were, four other people. I feel like your kids were among the, the better. The better behaved, yeah. yes. There was, like, a 12-year-old kid in the theater with his dad, and both of them were, like, would just make comments and yeah, talk and stuff. And I wanted to be like... So one of my favorite parts of it with them was actually the end credits. Yes. Because as the credits are rolling, there's like outlines of characters. But it's beautiful. It looks like like, it's in gold and it's sparkly. Like made out of Like a gold firework. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost made out of like a constellation. Yeah, made out of stardust. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's a really beautiful... But it's, way of depicting right it throws did you already say this page? it throws back all their classic characters or no, a I lot of them it. so you've got things like bambi and cinderella and etc but the kids were really loving mm-hmm. yeah it was fun because as like it would come up they would be like it's stitch or it's rapunzel mm-hmm. and so like it was at that point i let them be loud because i think the other families had left yeah. mm-hmm. and it was the credit so i was yeah. like we're not and i feel like even if if this were like a Marvel movie and it was still packed, I'd still be fine with during the credits yelling yeah. out and naming. Um, but it was fun to like have that as like an entertainment during the credits mm-hmm. and then into the post credits scene, which tugged at all of our feels. Oh, yeah. I think I, you two were both crying. I mm-hmm. cried. There was, there was a mo- there was a moment earlier in the movie where I, I was like crying I wasn't crying as much, but like basically my emotions were already there because Mm -hmm. there was a scene earlier, right before the ending. um, I think it was when um, I had him on my lap and I was like, see, she's going to win. Look. And I was trying to get him to not be scared. I was like, she's going to do it. And then, you know, she saves the day, obviously, and everything works out. And it was like emotional for me. And I thought it was so sweet. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I'm trying to explain it. I'm like, look, they did it. They did it. And then. Um, Landon was on my other side and he looked over he's like mom are you crying I was like no <laughs> and then I, I just straight lied to him so I was already like weepy at that point so then when we got the post credits that just really set me over the edge yeah um, which so and Paige... there's no dialogue in the post credits no there's not there's a, a quiet chuckle I think right but, but yeah. there's no dialogue it's not like oh ha ha like there's a funny scene that happened mm-hmm. with the goat or something but i just I loved expecting. that like throughout the whole movie the goal was to get the grandpa's wish granted or to get it back once they found out that it wasn't going to be granted and all he wanted was, was to, to create something that would last for generations and that would like mean something to future generations and the king just was like, like no Walt this Disney is dangerous did. And yeah, she's and like, it's not dangerous. Like, this is so kind and so wholesome and so loving. And then to, like, find out, like, he gets his wish back. He goes, I can make that happen now. I'm going to start working now. And then to get that end credit scene 
where he's just playing that song yeah. on his little guitar like and it's a song that literally every person who knows and loves disney knows mm-hmm. yeah. like everybody knows um, yeah when, when you wish, you, upon, when a you star. wish upon a star I, all i could think of was wish <laughs> yeah um well and i don't know if you heard what Haley said no when so he plays that so yeah it's his little like ukulele or band or whatever and he's playing it and and it's a very plucked version mm-hmm. of this song just a very anyways mom mine and dallas's mom has one of those music boxes where you like spin the little mm-hmm. handle and it's got the wheel inside that you know looks like braille mm-hmm. plays it well mom has one that is when you wish upon a star yeah so when it played did you hear Haley? so when mm-hmm. it played Haley goes oh, grandma has this song in her music box mm-hmm. and it was so sweet that it like seeing how many generations did yeah, that affect exactly. just in your family right like right there you had an example of the generations and yes Haley saw this movie but then this movie tied back to her grandma and like that was a sweet moment for me too yeah another one of those things on the imdb trivia that i was like oh yeah i should have picked up on that uh, they kept talking about how her grandpa just turned a hundred one hundred Oh, and it's the Disney 100 yeah. this year. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh, how did Disney I never something. put that together? <laughs> no, no, we didn't get to um, so yeah, like her grandpa is kind of the embodiment of Disney. Disney. Not necessarily Walt, right. but just but the Disney, Disney company, Disney lore, Disney filmmaking, all that. And so yeah, the Disney whole magic. he wants something that lasts. That's exactly what the company has been doing for a hundred years now. Um so yeah, that was big. Um, earlier, you had mentioned that uh, the characters um, shown during the credits are like all their classic characters, but There's it's not just the classics. It goes have, all the way up until the present. Um, so much so. With Bambi though, so that's why I was like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like ones that I thought for sure would be too off the beaten path to show they still showed jim hawkins Mm -hmm. from uh treasure planet they showed milo thatch from atlantis they showed stitch they showed tarzan i will say the only one that i did not get was the strange world character yes i knew all the others Mm -hmm. um i didn't know the names of all of them but i yeah like the characters from like aristocats and Mm. okay yeah nobody knows the cat's names but um yeah, I knew the movies to every character yeah. that showed up. Yeah. Um, and one thing that was really cool, and I'm sure it's come up before, but the kids in our family have oh Disney names. And so... I don't know if we've ever brought this up on the podcast before. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so my first name comes from the Captain of the Ship in the first Alien film. But my middle name is Peter, named after Peter Pan. Then our younger sister... Her middle name is Belle, Beauty and the Beast. And then if Ariel. If you didn't catch it, my name's Ariel. Yeah. And so <laughs> having those moments where uh, your kids are pointing out the, the different characters. Peter, I don't know if they associate with Uncle Dallas. Belle, I don't know if they associate with but Auntie did Krista. But you when... But with Ariel, that's that's mom. Yeah. Like Ariel, you can't that's say my mom's name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't say said. Ariel and be like, 
it may be coincidence, but I, I think I've rumor on the street. I think that might be mom's name. Like you can't like, it's such a unique name. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, I think this movie is just fun for nostalgia. Like it was, it had a lot of that. Let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's really fun. I don't love all of the like crappy reviews. Yeah. As much as yeah. I love crapping on movies, like I have a soft spot for this one now. Yeah, no, and maybe I it's really because it's like movie. our first time taking our niece and nephews, or like maybe yeah. it's that. Yeah, but like um, going with a child and seeing it with mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's definitely fun. And but like you said, I think that if you just go and you're not looking for it to be anything particular, you're not looking for it to have a strong message about this or that or a more, you know, whatever. Like it's just a movie about a girl who wants the best for her kingdom, not her kingdom. She wants the best for the people, for the people of her kingdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Her family, but also for all the people she wants them all to be able to have their wishes. That is her wish. And so she makes, I don't even think she consciously wishes on the star. But I think it's, like, the wish of her heart and because, you know, that strong moral compass Mm -hmm. that the wish is then granted or, you know, the star comes to her or whatever. And then she just goes and tries to make good for the people. Yeah. I was going to say her people, but she's not the princess. She's not. It's not her people. It's just her Mm -hmm. community. She's just a regular girl who can make good decisions. and And so she goes and tries to do that and just let it be that and it's a really mm-hmm. cute movie i think it's an easy one to let your kids watch yeah granted i'm not a parent so mm-hmm. no and and i will say i watched it with a lens of does this align with what i want my kids to see and i really didn't have any flags of that message was too strong this is or not that a very polarizing disney movie. yeah it's not because there are other things where i'm like you don't really need to see that but this just felt like a like a feel good yeah yeah so one other thing that i loved about this movie was the music it was I, really good a lot of times i will watch a movie or a musical and i don't love all the songs yeah like yeah you'll You'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, I liked a handful of those songs. Like, Frozen is a good example of that, where I like a couple of the songs, and then most of them, I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. eh. Like, they kind of fall flat, and they're not really catchy. Um, Encanto was a hard one for me to get behind because I didn't feel like, like, other than the Bruno song, there wasn't really anything that was, like, catchy. Enough. I liked the yeah. Under Pressure one, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. hard to sing because it gets really fast. So, that so, was, I didn't, so yeah. I didn't feel like there was a lot that you could really sing along to the way mm-hmm. you can in the classics like Lion King mm-hmm. or Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast. This like, is something Dallas and I have brought up in the podcast in the past is that the older Disney movies are easy to sing, sing along to yes. mm-hmm. as kids. And then yes. about the time that Tangled came along and they got Mandy Moore, who is a singer. Right. Like, you can still right. sing along to Tangled, but I think that's when they realized, oh, we can get actual singers. And then yeah. they bring in and freaking Adina right Menzel. Yeah. yeah. 
who is one of the most gifted vocalists yeah. of our generation. Like, can we go back to and it's let's like, get down to business? Yeah. Well, and like, what four year old? And he's can, a singer too, though. Like, yeah. So. What four year old can sing along with Adina Menzel? Yeah. Who, when performing live, can barely sing along to her own mm-hmm. songs? But what four year old realizes when they can't? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But like, it feels like this one, you know, and then you have. And Canto that is Lin-Manuel Miranda and very rap-centered and too fast to sing along to. But my thing, too, the... Um, with Encanto, it felt very much like... Um, there were, like there weren't choruses yeah. to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Lion King, I think of Just Can't Wait to Be King. That line was repeated many a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of your world. Maybe that one's not quite as much. But under like, the kiss, sea. Yeah, under mm-hmm. the sea. Kiss the girl. Those are ones that are like very repetitive. You get to something like Encanto, and it's trying to use the lyrics to further to tell the, the storyline story. or to tell yeah. the story, much like a Broadway mm-hmm. does. And so then you just ha- you don't have the repetition. And I feel like these songs, there was I heard those lines over and over again so that i'm excited to get yeah. the soundtrack i want to go back to through and listen to the songs on this one so i did I. not want to go back and listen to encanto yeah, yeah. so that was we didn't see encanto when it very first came out we saw it much later but we mm-hmm. heard the music and we're like okay like, i think bruno was the only re- maybe under pressure not under pressure That's but something sweet. like that yeah um <laughs> surface pressure maybe i think it's surface pressure yeah, yeah. So that um, one kind of is repetitive, but it still was hard to sing along to. Bruno was really the only one you could, and that's kind of that villain. Yeah, song. and uh, so that's what I was going to bring up earlier Perfect. was uh, how there's a lot of people saying Wish isn't that good. I think it's better than Encanto. Yeah, I did not care. If, Encanto did not land with me the way I was told it would. Wish definitely landed with me and hit harder for me than Encanto ever did. I agree. So, um, yeah, I, I, the, I feel like once a few people agree on something, they then talk about it as though that is the, um, like definitive or that's the objective or yeah, like objectively speaking, this is fact. Mm-hmm. We four or five people said it was bad. That means it's bad. Uh, no, I think this movie is very good. I think this movie is better than Encanto. I also think Encanto is not very good. Um, and so I, listen to us and be yeah. on the movie Loving Train. Yeah, and it's way more wise. fun than being on the Hating yeah, Train. No, I really like to the point where the song would play, and I was like, "Oh, I really like this song." Mm-hmm. And then the next song would play, play and I'd be like, "Okay." I've probably found my favorite already. And then another song will play. I'll be like, oh, I really like this one too. Oh, I, I really I like this go one back too. Through and listen I want to go them. listen to the soundtrack because I think we fall into that. The songs were repetitive again. So I will be able to sing them. My kids will be able to sing them. We can sing them together. Things like that. But they were also just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they weren't I'm, complicated either. No. Like, yeah. you can sing to them. We need to go back to and them. listen to them. But there's the one that Asha sings, which is you know she talks about i make this wish mm-hmm. that we have something better than this and it's just it's really like her her ballad or her you know it's the mm-hmm. it's the heartstrings one but i think maybe even more than that one i love the one where they're talking about i am a star or we are stars mm-hmm. and it's basically telling everybody like all of us 
are stars. Every yeah. single one of us is a star. We have it inside of us. We can make our own wishes come true. Yes. Yeah, like don't don't wish upon something external and be like, yeah. I'm I'm relying on that thing out there yeah. to make my dreams come true. Look inward and and yeah. you know I, I want <laughs> which is and I think that's a good lesson to teach kids. Yeah. And that's but that's something that's been in other Disney film. You know, it was it was with you all along. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I can't think of them right this moment. But. Yeah. Um, I, for me, starting a podcast is a very, like, I I had wanted to do this for a long time. How am I going to do this? I wish I could start a podcast. And finally, it was just like, then do it. Good thing you didn't then, give it to the king. What? Good thing you didn't give it to the king. Exactly. You yeah. I would have crushed that motherfucker. <laughs> um, but uh, the other point I was going to make, um, I, you had mentioned that... Uh, like the star chooses her or she doesn't actively wish upon the star. Right. Like it sees her, it sees her heart. Yeah. And then grants like it because it she chooses not, her. Yeah. yeah. Because like, she's not asking for it. Exactly. Because you're the only person wishing for something that benefits everyone instead of you want glory for the yourself. Wish is very selfless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It very much felt like, um, the person who wants the sorcerer's stone but not to use it. That's the person getting the sorcerer's stone. The person who's worthy of uh, Godric Gryffindor's sword gets the sword. Um, it it almost felt kind of uh, Green Lantern, like when a Green Lantern dies, the ring selects the next most worthy person sword out there. Sword in the stone. Sword in the stone. It it felt totally like that, and so that's why I really liked the ending that she got selected by the star, but then at the end, she was granted almost a permanent power. Like, you are so worthy. I'm not helping you during the duration of this movie. I'm helping you to get to a next step in life where you can continue helping others. I, I really dug that, that concept. Also, the star was just really cute. Yeah. And I think merchandise-wise, the star is going to be bigger. Okay. <laughs> I could see that. Um, I think the star is going to be bigger on merch than the goat. True. Which I'm fine with because the star was really cute. I liked when he would like knit himself like, <laughs> yeah. little accessories like the mustache. And... Yeah. Um, the the star almost kind of felt like uh, Hey Hey the Chicken. How like I, you could have maybe given a bit more personality. It was great the way it was, but just a bit more I feel like could have just made even more of an improvement. But that's that's just me. Um, and yeah, the, the knitted disguises, I almost wish there were more knitted disguises because that was another thing that I keep forgetting about. The mustache really got me when Mm -hmm. it was like, we got to move over there and there's a glowing star and it was like, I'll give myself a mustache. That'll (laughs) hide me. Be stealthy. Um, do we have anything else we want to say about? So one thing that I was. I'm going to say, and, you know, I think, like, so, to preface this, Toy Story 4? No. The latest? No. 3. With the furnace and Andy going off to college? Didn't shed a tear. Really? Me neither. Didn't. First time? I watched it. I watched that one in theaters. Mm Mm-hmm. Watched it. They're all going to their fiery death. Wow, that's a bummer. Pretty sure they're not actually going to end up in the inferno. Oh, look, they get saved. Cool. Like... Didn't even get weepy, didn't shed a tear, and that was the movie 
of our generation that was like, but the toys and all. Oh, this like, new Toy was, Story is so. Because that was kind of the first movie, I think, or at least the first like sequel of movie where those had come out when we were children mm-hmm. and now we were adults mm-hmm. watching these children's movies. Yeah. So it was like these toys we grew up with. And I think that really pulled at the heartstrings of the millennials. I'm going to give us away. Um, that, you know, oh, this pulled at our heartstrings and like this made us, you know, oh, now we're adults and now we're crying, you know. At the, okay. But that one didn't really make me. There have been movies since that make me weep. And I don't know if oh. it's because I'm an adult or if it's because I'm a mom. Which is going to be a different perspective than you guys have. Inside Out and Toy Story 4 dissected me without any remorse. Just Inside Out, I don't know that I... I was like, oh, that was cute. Okay. Granted, most movies make Dallas cry. That's true. It's not rare, most but Inside Out was Dallas. on another level. But hey, To be were... fair, I think I watched Inside Out on an airplane. So I, I saw yeah, that. In I theaters. need to rewatch Inside yeah. Out. And Inside Out centers around a girl who has just moved to a new place and she doesn't like it there, but she doesn't feel comfortable letting people know right. that she's not happy. And was that your experience? Yeah. One. Yeah. And then for and Toy so Story that, Four, yeah. that one we watched on streaming or some other form. And that was when my kids were little, and so they would watch it. So I was in the room while that one played incessantly, mm. but I still don't know if I've actually seen. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I've actually seen every scene in that movie yet. So that one was different as well. Um, I don't remember the scene, or really even. Oh no, maybe I do. But onward, onward made me cry. Yeah, onward's I, a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Luca made me cry. Really? I still yeah. haven't still gotten haven't through finished Luca. Luca. Oh, you have to. Luca's good. Okay. We tried watching it, but we pushed play at like midnight on well, it. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah, it was not a great idea. Midnight is when people should be asleep. Have, there have been plenty of movies where uh, people are like, this is great, this is great, this is great. You got to watch it. And I'm like, okay. And I start it. And then I don't get more than 20 minutes in. Then I start it again a couple of weeks later. And then I started again a couple months later. And then finally there's a moment where I'm like, just get through it. And all of a sudden there's a moment where I'm like, oh, now it lives up to hype. For me, The Croods. I had heard for a long time that The Croods is really good. And I started it several times. And then eventually I just forced myself not to hit pause. And by the end of the movie, I was like, that was fantastic. I feel like that's how Luca's going to be for us when we finally actually watch it. I really, like... It was because, and I think I didn't have any expectations for Luca. Like I was like, "Oh, it's the new Disney movie." Mm-hmm. I don't even think I've seen many trailers, if any trailers. Oh. So I watched it, and it was, it was so good. Yeah. It just it was one of those where it's not a musical, but it has had, Pixar ever done a musical? I don't think they have. I mean, they've done yeah. like Coco, where there are musical numbers, but I don't think they've done true musical but it was really cute and it had it had a storyline and then it had like you know it's like here's our storyline here's our conflict conflict is solved here's our solution and our ending Mm -hmm. this one seemed to have like here's our conflict 
now it's solved. Oh, here's another. Like, I felt like I had, like, a... Like, the conflict wasn't just solved and then it was good. Okay. It had, like, multiple conflicts. Like, that one was solved. Great. Now we're smooth sailing. Ah, ah not smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. Not Did you ever way, see uh, Monsters University? Yes, and I really don't remember that one. Okay. That one, I had that exact same experience where I went in and I was like, I don't see why we need a prequel to Monsters, Inc. This does not seem necessary. Eh. And then the whole time it was like, we're going to... Uh, we're a, a team of misfits and, and we're going to come together and, and beat the jocks. And blah, and I was like, okay, so a movie I don't need and you're giving me the most cliche and, and predictable story ever. And then they get there and Sully is like, I don't know if Mike is ready. Oh. And then he, he gets there and he says, Rawr! and he gets full score. And I was like, okay, like that, the roar didn't really even seem that climactic and then he goes back later and he's like yeah got you boo and it gives him a full score again and he's like wait what and then he finds out sully tampered with it which totally like sully didn't trust me as a teammate to do this i now am not sure if i deserved the win have i ever been competent at this and so then he goes into the human world to try to get scares his, himself and then Sully has to go rescue him, but then they both get trapped in there. That whole, as soon as he says boo and gets the full marks, from that until the end credits, I was like, I have no idea where this is going, and I am on the edge of my seat. Pixar, you have floored me. Like, I was That's so impressed was, with that movie. That was good. So yeah, I don't cry at every movie, but I feel like the, the ones that I've seen in the last couple years mm-hmm. if they haven't made me cry they've made me weepy or like mm-hmm. on the verge of get you a bit choked up yeah and I, like i said i don't know if that's just because i'm mom now <laughs> but this one was really good and so there were multiple parts that got me choked up one of the songs made me choke up because it talks about like protecting the wishes mm-hmm. it's a duet and so the king talks about protecting the wishes. Asha's talking about protecting her family. And so for me, I related to it as protecting my family, protecting yeah. my kids. And so that one made me tear up. They don't really come right out and say, like, I will protect this wish. It's no. just, I will protect you. you. And yeah. so I, mm-hmm. they, they made sure to write the lyrics. It was so... Um, kind of vague enough yeah. that they can be it had a du- It had a double meaning depending on who... Yeah. <clears throat> it had a double Getting meaning... choked de- up just <laughs> thinking about it. Ugh. It had a double meaning depending on who was singing. Yeah. And so that song, and then, um, yeah, I think towards the end, you know, when it's, you know, good is prevailing, and I was I was telling the four-year-old about, you know, trying to get him not to be scared again, like, oh, look, oh, look. And then that excitement with him and showing him, and then, but at the same time, she really was saving the day, and it was really exciting <laughs> for me, too. And so then that got me choked up. Um and then, yeah, I think at the very end when they do the reprise of the Wish song, and it's it's an ensemble reprise. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Asha singing, but the whole community, the whole town does the reprise. And they're all, and I love a good ensemble number. Paige Same. and I talked about this. We do. Yeah. Love a good ensemble. And so they all kind of came together, sang the song. And then, 
yeah, we get the credits where the kids were all pointing out all the characters and it was very classic and cute. And, and then we get post credits where he, he plucks out when you wish upon a star, which just really brought up full circle of Disney. When you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just really, it, it left was magical. Yeah. yeah. It, that, I think that's what it was. I left the theater feeling with feeling magical. Yeah. It's been a while since I've felt like the Disney magic from a movie. Yeah. And it mm. felt like that one brought it back. Because what was Disney's last movie? Strange World, right? Probably, yeah. Or Encanto. Strange World was definitely after Encanto. Okay, I've never seen that one. I Same. I don't think anybody that, saw Strange yeah. World. If, Which, you, if, it, I, it if a million dollars was on the line, I would have said that was DreamWorks. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I really liked the vibe of the trailers for Strange World. Right. It it was meant to feel very like an old 60s, 30s, 40s movie right. where it's like uh, old. Um, <laughs> where it's 60s, like... 60s, 30s, 40s, 70s, 20, a decade. Like, you won't believe your eyes. Come see the dazzling new feat of filmmaking in the blob. Whatever. Um, and yeah, Strange World. Have you seen the trailer for The Blob? No. That's exactly what it I is. I haven't seen Strange World. I haven't seen trailers for it. I'm, yeah. it's forgetful to me. Um, we digress. Yeah. yeah. I think probably Santa so was the last Disney one that was like more on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was happy with this. Um, I well, would like to see it do better. For over an hour. Yeah. Um, one other thing. Um, we probably have ten minutes cut out of our. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I wish they did more bars. with the queen character. The queen could have been a little stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like if they'd used her less, I wouldn't be saying that because it wouldn't feel like she was meant to play a, a big role in the story. But they added her in just enough that I'm like, oh, where's this going? And it didn't really go that far. And so yeah, like if you're gonna add her in that much add her in more but yeah um i think it's a good setup for a sequel i would love to see a sequel where she is actually training to become a fairy godmother and uh okay we're talking about two different movies then (laughs) um okay but the king we've spoiled a lot but i won't necessarily say how the king is defeated just that he's not fully in the picture so if you're going to do a sequel our queen becomes the reigning royalty Ooh. and then whatever they want to do with asha sure make her the fairy godmother i don't care i wasn't thinking about asha but i was thinking about (laughs) the queen could have a larger role should they choose to do a sequel yeah because the king is out they don't have any children Mm -hmm. so give it to the queen she can bring in her seven dwarves yeah yeah you know it I, th- I think there's an opening there mm-hmm. to make the queen stronger yeah. in a future film. I agree. Um, oh, real quick. I did find it really interesting having a villain that wasn't all that villainous in the friend. Simon, I think. Who, like, he has a wish right. and the wish gets granted. But it by choosing to grant his wish, it allows the king to pretty much bring him on as a henchman yeah like a like a brainwashed henchman character um which was really interesting knowing that i didn't want to see 
harm come to this guy, but he was still an antagonistic force. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was interesting. I thought they, they wrote that well. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I recommend it. I, so do I. I may not say it's a, oh, you gotta see it in theaters, guys. You gotta, not quite. You can wait until it hits streaming, but once it hits but streaming. it's definitely worth your time to watch yeah. it. Yeah, give it and a if, watch. And I think if you're on the fence between going to the theater and not, I don't regret going to the theater. For, like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't come away, as somebody who doesn't go to the theater, like we discussed, I didn't come away from it saying, it was okay, but I could have waited for streaming. Okay. I walked away from it saying, Oh, that was really fun to see in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that, worth the hour and 35 minutes you'll spend. Yeah, absolutely. It was It was worth it. It was a good time. And I'm glad we saw it in the th- I don't regret seeing it in the theater. Okay. So if you're on the fence, I would say go to the theater. Go to a matinee. Go yeah. to a $5 Tuesday. Yeah, do one of those. Don't go to anything more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us we as love well. Having guests. Yeah, this is this is fun. Um, so yeah, uh, once again, you can listen to us on pretty much every platform that has podcasts. Um, we are on Instagram at uh, at the dot couple. We also have an email. It is therealcouplepod at gmail dot com. We have an Etsy store. So far, we just have the one um, design of just our logo. Um, but yeah, we, we may be putting new designs up at some point. So yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.